Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. And welcome to Transition Radio. This is Paula Shaw here with my co-host, Ken D. Foster. Hello, Paula. And we are talking about breaking rules to succeed today. We Sounds sure are. a little bit strange, kind of counterintuitive, but sometimes you do have to break rules to succeed, don't you, Ken? Well, in my mind, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been a solo entrepreneur for many, many years, mm-hmm. and um, I've created many, many companies. I want to tell you this. I don't believe there are any rules. Ah. And um, so I want you to you think about that. Um, you know, think about uh, Jeff Bebos of Amazon or Stephen Jobs. Um, you know, and you tell, you're sitting down with them and talking about rules of what the uh, iPhone's got to look like mm-hmm. or what Amazon's going to be looking like. Good point. Um, they don't think in terms of rules. They think in terms of possibilities. And, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of times... We try to, it, rules are really cool because they create safety for us, mm-hmm. right? So it's, you know, but I don't know how many entrepreneurs that go, well, let me look at the rule book before I open up my creativity right. and start generating these new ideas and visualizing what can possibly be in the world. So that's kind of my take on it. What's your take on that? Well, I, that's an interesting point you make. I think in a way, rules are sort of like prefabricated ideas of how things should be. And sometimes that comes in handy, like, you know, everybody stopping on the red light and going on the green light helps society to be organized. And safe. But I think maybe that kind of confinement doesn't allow for creativity, for thinking out of the box and coming up with the kinds of things, Steve Jobs and others like that, Eckhart Tolle and other amazing thinkers on the planet have have had, you know. I, you know, it's my thought that the more rules you follow, at least initially in business, uh, the less success you'll have. You really need to be a rule breaker mm-hmm. to come in and start to create something, generate something that um, uh, that hasn't been done before. And I think here's here's the challenge for a lot of people, Paula. I think a lot of people try to model what other people's successes have been. Right. And they try to do it the same way. In fact, there's a whole bunch of workshops out there that, uh, that talk about model other people's success. Well, you know, if you're doing that, you're not really tuning into your own intuition, mm-hmm. your own wisdom, your own guidance, self-guidance system to help right. you generate wealth on your terms. What what works for me, Paula, and you, you know, we, we do our lives even different than both of us, That's right? That's right, right. You know, we come together in partnership here, but we do things a lot different because my life's not yours and yours isn't mine. If mm-hmm. I did if I did your life all the time, I'd probably be crazy <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> that explains a lot about me. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's no, not but, I mean. but what I hear you saying that I think is really true is when you have a sort of prefabricated idea about what you should do or how things should be, you aren't being present in the moment and you aren't being authentic. Right. And I think those two things are critical to living full out, to performing optimally. Right. You know, I had a, a story for me when I was following the rules. Somebody uh, 
one of my business early on in my career, they said, hey, you need to develop a business plan. I thought, wow, that's really wise advice. I think I'll do that. And then you've got to follow that business plan exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. I haven't done this before. And then a little company came along that was competing with me. That company's name was LinkedIn. And I asked my web designer, I said, you know, how much will it cost me to duplicate this company, LinkedIn? And he said, oh, about $10,000. We can do it all. We were so far ahead of the game at the time. But, you know, it wasn't in my business plan. And I went back to my advisors and they said, no, you know, you need to stay the course. You need to stay on course of what you're doing. Don't worry about that. It'll all take care of itself. Well, it did take care of itself. LinkedIn's valued at, what, five, six billion these days. And I'm not. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, sometimes we need to get outside the box and yes, follow different roles. Yes, we definitely do. Yeah. I know, you know, another case in point in like the clientele I work with, sometimes when people are dealing with addictions, they most definitely need to break the rules. Like that old rule that you have to be loyal to your family. You got to love that family and be part of that family no matter what. Well, if your family was dysfunctional, if you grew up with an alcoholic mother or a father who used drugs, it may not be in your highest good to be part of that family. And sometimes that rule has to be broken. You have to leave that family of origin and create a new family of healthy people that are supporting the way you really want to live in a healthy way. So what I hear you saying is just living by rules that somebody said you have to follow may not be for your best health. I'm saying it's not for your best health in business. You're mm-hmm. saying it in personal life. I think we're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. 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 So, you know, so, okay, let's talk about then how do we break the rules, right? And you <laughs> and I talked, you and I, in a, in a good way, you mm-hmm. and I talked about this um, with the principle of acting as if, mm-hmm. right? And that principle uh, says that we can basically create our uh, environment, our outer world, by how we visualize or, or focus in on our, our own inner thoughts, right? Thinking, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, the act as if mm-hmm. principle, you know, we commit to a, per, a particular action, and, um, but we are, we're taking that action, but we're holding a belief that this has already happened. Mm-hmm. Is that And correct? coming from the perspective that I always come from, which is all about energy, mm-hmm. and we create a certain energy when we're acting a certain way. So if we're acting confident, or if we're acting um, really joyful and, and present and excited about life, the behavior tends to follow along. There's a whole... Um, uh, method of therapy called cognitive behavioral therapy that's all about changing your thinking, which changes your behavior, which changes the way you feel. Right. And what that really is all about is changing the energy that is impacting you and that you are putting out into the world. And since you know I love neuroscience and I, I mm-hmm. love thinking about how do we change the energy, mm-hmm. and I always like thinking about it first, right? Because mm-hmm. it really, for me, it's mind over emotion, emotion over action, action over results, and results over destiny. So there's that part where we start to act as if we're healthy in our mind. Mm-hmm. We think about our health. We think about vital uh, vitality. We bring in healthy thoughts. And then, as you, you know, you're saying that what that results in is our energy starts to increase. As our energy starts to increase, we start acting as if we are healthy. We'll go out for a walk. We'll go out for mm-hmm. a run. We'll go out to the gym. 
will start acting as if this is something that's going to happen. And all of it, of course, starts too, I think even before all that, is imagination, using the imagination to, to act as if it's already happened in our life. Mm-hmm. And whatever we focus energy on, we're, we're feeding, and whatever we feed energy to is going to grow. So when we're acting as if something is the way we want it to be in a positive way, we're growing the possibility of that actually becoming reality. Right. And that's very powerful. So in the analogy you were just giving, ultimately you don't have to act as if you're healthy. You actually are. Right. Your health has shifted. And that's the beauty of it. You fed energy to that positive outcome that you desired and then it was reality. I'll give you some practical things I do every day. I wake, out a, I wake up in the morning. I open my eyes. I go to gratitude. I start thinking about what I'm grateful for. Then I affirm I'm awake, alert, and alive, right? I'm mm-hmm. putting that in, and I, I jump out of bed, and that's how I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see a lot of people struggle with that in my own family. They're, they're oh, stay in bed. I need five more minutes. I can't, I need my, mm-hmm. I have one friend that can't get out of bed unless he starts to visualize his blueberry uh, muffin. And, you know, I don't know if he drinks coffee or not, but he has to have his muffin. He is so into that muffin. Says, I, I, I was talking to him about giving up sugar the other day. He says, no, I can't. I gotta have my muffin. I'll muffin. be in bed for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's gotta have that muffin. So, so some of the pieces that I'd like mm-hmm. to give our audience, you know, you can start to affirm, you know, I do my best in every situation. I'm capable of handling all challenges. You start to put that in. You start acting that way. I'm capable of handling all challenges. Mm-hmm. You stepped in right this second and said, look at your greatest challenges, your two greatest, three greatest challenges, and step into that energy, mm-hmm. right? And What's you know, another thing we've mentioned on this show before, that's another way to play with that is because the subconscious mind loves questions. Mm -hmm. It doesn't protest when you give it a question, you know, because if you say, I love the world and I love getting up early and your subconscious mind is going, no, I don't think so. It's going to start putting a lot of energy into finding all the reasons why that's not true. But if you're say, if you wake up saying, why do I feel so great today? Why am I so excited about this day? Now your subconscious mind starts working to find all the evidence of why that's true. And it grows more powerful. Absolutely. It's, you know, I have my new book coming out in January, Mm -hmm. The Courage to Change Everything. And I think of those courageous questions that I ask all the time, you know, if I was courageous, would I get out of bed right now? (laughs) 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 Or if I was courageous, what are the three most important actions I could take today Mm -hmm. that would change everything in my life? That's great. Right. And coming at it through questions is so powerful. It is. Yeah, so it today is. you might be asking the question, why am I going to have such a great time at Disneyland that, later on? Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm heading to Disneyland today with two of my grandchildren and my wife and uh, <laughs> uh, another uh, friend of uh, one of my grandchildren. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to act as if uh, I'm having a great time no matter what happens. <laughs> and I don't think that'll be too hard to do. <laughs> Probably won't at Disneyland, but you... There's a lot of miserable people at Disneyland. Well, listen, I told, as I said anywhere. to you earlier, Ken, after working at Disneyland for several years as a tour guide myself and standing in lines in 100 plus degrees, I have a little bit of a PTSD reaction about going to Disneyland. Wow. But I look forward to I doing it when I have I bet you we can act as if to, we're going to heal that. 
Yeah, okay. I'll <laughs> okay. come with you then. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, that would be great. So. I'll be on your bumper. That little thing you notice on the back will be my head bobbing up and down. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, uh, if you're acting as if you're healthy and vital and wealthy and joyful and happy, it's, it's a step to you moving into that reality on a constant basis for you. Absolutely. So we, we hope this has been beneficial to you. And and coming up is somebody who's a real expert on this whole thing on many, many levels. Valerie Hubbard will be joining us in our next segment. And we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. <laughs> we'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Oh, welcome back to Transition Radio, where our guest, Valerie Hubbard, has just joined us in the studio, and I can hardly wait for this interview. So let me introduce Valerie, Paula. She's a pretty amazing uh, bio here. Valerie owns a company called Actors Fast Track, where she consults with working actors about their career paths. In her newest book, Rule Breakers, Changing the Way Actors Do Business, she shows professional actors how to create and operate their acting career as a successful business and how to move from being, quote, stuck in the limelight. Some of her credits, get this, Castle, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., How I Met Your Mother, Glee, American Horror Story, and uh, she says every Disney show. I'm going to have to ask her about that. <laughs> Valerie lives in L.A. with her husband, uh, uh, Chef, and uh, her dog, Gracie. And, Al, and uh, Valerie, it's so great to have you here. Thank and you so much. Show. And Valerie, Thanks, just for clarification, your husband's name isn't Chef, right? It's, it's Chef Gil, Gil Boyd. Gil right? Boyd. Chef Gil Boyd. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, Chef I know Gilboyd. I've heard that, that name. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet you your life is filled with fabulous food. It is. We we love cooking together. Oh, that's um, great. And we're getting ready to do that. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. um, and we always have a ton of people over to our house. So oh, how it's delightful. Fun. And they want to bring stuff. We let them bring dessert and something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, Valerie, Actors mm-hmm. Fast Track. I have to tell you, I actually had a former life in the movie business. Um, I started out doing a small part in uh, a movie of the week. And ended up a location manager for many years. So I'm very familiar with the film business and and all the different aspects of it, and actors particularly. And one of the things that's kind of funny is both of my children expressed interest in performing because their dad was the producer of Barney Miller. But you know what? His attitude was always, oh, you don't want to do that. It's a very unstable life. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? 
Nah. Well, that's what I've been told my whole life. Yeah. Mm. I've been told that uh, I don't have any control, um, that it's the hardest thing that I could ever do, um, that if you can do anything else, you should do it, <laughs> um, and that I'm a freelancer. Mm. So therefore, by being a freelancer, I can't track wow. whether, I, whether I make money. Those are all of mm. the things that I have been told for my 33 years, I've been a working wow. actor. So how did you break all those rules and become so <laughs> successful? <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't all at once. It was about, um, I've been a working actor. I've worked every year for money uh, since I've been out of acting school, 33 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. I've worked uh, in New York for 20 years mm. and then in Los Angeles for 15 years. Um, and so it was a bunch of light bulbs that went out off over, you know, this 25-year period. I... Um, just like every other actor, I went to acting school and they told me, uh, when you get out of acting school, you get an agent. That's how you get a career. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew because I came from a family of entrepreneurs that there had to be something else. Like I knew that you didn't start a business and just hire a salesman and that was it. You know? <laughs> so right. I, I, I knew there was something else. And every time I went to my agent and, to ask him to send me in for something, he would say, well, you don't have the name. You don't have the name. So um, uh, finally, one day, I had enough of that, and I went and asked him for an audition for this big play that was happening in New York, The Crucible, with Justine Bateman. Wow. And, oh, yeah. yeah, like a really big all-star cast. And I said, can I get an audition? He said, you don't have the name. And so I said, I went to the casting director's office. I dropped off my headshot. I asked for the audition. I got the audition, and I got the job. I oh, hope you fired the agent. for you. <laughs> uh, I didn't okay. because I hadn't really learned yet that I could do that or uh, really was brave enough to do yeah. that. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that have a limitations. Uh, they set limitations for us, and sometimes we buy into that. But you were fortunate enough. You had enough courage to move go past the rules and the rule and the rule maker so that you could actually create success in your life. Yes. And it, it, it wasn't, you know, it was many times that I kept coming against everything that someone had told me. Mm -hmm. And I went, wait a minute, why do I have to do it that way? Who says, and I've been asking for the rule book for actors for 33 years <laughs> and no one's ever showed it to me. Exactly. And what you stepped out and did was you sort of broke the mold about the way things are done. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like I'm leading the charge uh, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, our business is changing. It's breaking down um, in, on every level, just like so many businesses are mm -hmm. because of the exponential change we're mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And it's breaking down. And so I believe six years ago I caught that wave uh, because I do what I do. I'm the one with the biggest resume that does what I do and mm -hmm. work still every day I work. Wow. Um, uh, you know, I have auditions and I have bookings. I'm going to New York in January to shoot a movie. So that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, so, so it was, I, I guess I lost my train of thought there. Where was I? Well, what I was wondering, you were talking about how you were kind of brave enough to think differently. Yes. So with the business, mm -hmm. um, so when I started it, I didn't realize what I was going to get into, and yeah. I didn't. It's been this this awakening of sort of seeing what is available to us to create, mm -hmm. which is a new way of doing business. In the acting world, 
there's only one person you cannot make a movie with, you cannot shoot a TV show with, you cannot do a play without. It's an actor. But if a car is the industry, somehow actors got locked in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm letting them out saying, you don't have to be in here. In fact, you should probably be driving. Mm-hmm. And also, the other thing, the one that I'm bashing to death is that the reason most actors are part-time is because they are told they're uh, uh, freelancers. Right. So mm-hmm. when they think I have to make money, they don't think <coughs> about acting. So they go over here and they wait tables or they do something else. But what I've found out is that you can actually track a conversion rate of an actor and on mm. every level. So you can know how many times do I need to do a drop-off a month to get an audition? How many auditions do I need to go to before I get a callback? How many callbacks before I... And that's all trackable. Wow. And so then you can make a living as an actor. And there's more acting jobs than there's ever been. Last year, there were 196,000 paid acting jobs. Oh, my gosh. In not including commercials. Now, is that just in the United States, around the world? That was that in the United States. United States alone? Yes. Wow. And there's only 400,000 actors. Okay. So it's a one in four shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's so much programming. Right. And the way mm-hmm. that it's been distributed up until the last year or so is breaking down. Yeah. What are the acting schools? Are they still teaching same old methods, the schools themselves? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the yes. reason I asked, I had a client that uh, was trying to break in and he went to one of the top schools and they promised him a lot of things and things just haven't happened for him. Well, yes, because those who run a school don't understand that That's an actor right. is an entrepreneur. <clears throat> yeah. And no one ever told me that. And I went to one of the best acting schools in the country. Mm. And um, and I, all of my clients, I mean, 90% of my clients went to Yale, Juilliard, NYU, Old Globe. They paid 60 to 100 grand for their education, or their parents did. Right. And but no one taught them how to be in business. Oh my goodness. That's it's almost going like going to college to be a psychologist. You come out and you're you're, you're okay, now I've got my license. Now what do I do? Yeah. Right. Nobody teaches you it's about not, the business. It's side. always the marketing part right. that especially creative people, you know, it's one thing if you were a finance major or, you know, even a political science major or you go to law school, you have a little bit more of that linear kind of thinking of how to market yourself, but when you're a creative person, you don't get much in your training at all that helps you know what to do. So I'm thinking what you're doing, Valerie, is incredible that you are taking those creative beings and showing them how they can actually have business success. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, they tell me where they want to go. So I think of it as the top of Mount Everest, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And they say, I want this. And then we make a plan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the plan goes awry, mm-hmm. right? Like we didn't, because you were talking about a plan. And sometimes they go awry. But yeah. we, you know, that's, you have to be, you have to, well, you have to be certain of what you're getting. You, you know, uh, plans can go awry, but there's one piece that if you don't have this, um, you're probably not going to succeed in business. And that's that piece of being of service, uh, being courageous, being, uh, you know, going out and selling yourself. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I, I know you teach that. You've got to teach yeah. that. So as I was learning to sell in my business, which is something I never thought I would be able to do, and now I close at 30%, which is, you know, the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I could take that same principle and teach my actors 
So my actors are full-time actors, not part-time actors. That's why they're working. They make five sales calls a week. So mm -hmm. those sales calls can be, they're anything that are focused on the customer base. Because actors are taught to focus on the agents and managers. Those are the salesmen. That's like, fo that's like having a McDonald's mm -hmm. and having the doors locked and not letting the people in. And, you, <laughs> and you're back here with your butt turned to the door right. saying, you manage the fries, you agent the hamburgers. <laughs> that makes no sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we teach them to do is open the doors and let the customers in. So their customers are casting directors, directors, producers, and writers. Uh -huh. And they make five sales calls a week, whether it's a drop-off, whether it's pitching themselves on the phone, mm -hmm. whether it's a warm letter, whether it's going to a film festival and meeting a bunch of people and following up with them, but five a week. I don't care if the house is falling down. Five minimum sales calls a week. Mm -hmm. This is so brilliant and is so different than the standard way the business has worked. And when we come back from this break, I definitely want to hear more about how you're doing this because this is totally new, Valerie, and it sounds like such a smart idea. It's like, how come nobody thought of this a long time ago? But I know why, because they were waiting for you to break the rules. Good. Transitions in acting. Here we go. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Baby boomers, are you prepared? In a recent study from Transamerica, 45% of baby boomers are expecting a financial decrease in their standard of living after retirement. If you live into your 90s, you can go without a paycheck for 30 years. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton from Sexton Advisor Group. With almost 20 years in the business, I can answer your retirement questions. Get your complimentary retirement guide by calling 1-800-560-2611. That's 1-800-560-2611. Or go to sextonadvisorygroup.com. That's S-E-X-T-O-N advisorgroup.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9200. 234. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. We are breaking rules today, and I tell you, I, being a former person from the film business, am so excited about what is being shared with us today by Valerie Hubbard of Fast Track Acting. Wait, Actors, Actors Fast, fast track. track. Oh, I blew that. That's I broke a... that rule badly. Actors Fast Track. Yes. Sorry, Valerie, because I'm just so excited about what you're doing. <laughs> So in our last segment, you were talking about how you actually frame this like a business. You're having your actors make sales calls, at least five every week. Yes. Tell me more. This is too well, exciting. Well, um, what I found, which totally shocked me, is that it was working for everyone. 
that everyone was getting success. And um, and in six, I'm not even six years, in five and a half years of business, I have a, a, a girl that's the series lead on a show now oh called Dietland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Mar- Marnie Noxon's new show mm-hmm. on AMC, and she's the star of the show. Wow. And she didn't get that from an agent. She got that from taking her picture directly to the customer. Wow. Right? We have a guy on the Americans, Alexander Sosikolov. I can never say his last name. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> anyway, he is a series regular on that show, a mm-hmm. reoccurring on guest star on that show. And um, when he hired me, he was driving a cab from uh, mm. uh, midnight till eight in the morning from Russia. He'd moved his two kids and his wife to New York. And so he didn't really have a lot of money. And he hired, he bought our smallest package, which was still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he bought he bought that package. And within six months, he booked a $70,000 job on House of Cards. Oh, nice. He was the Russian ambassador. Great. Nice. Yeah. So it I was. Saw that so one. we're seeing a return on investment like we've, that no one, and you know, I can't. Uh, there's a, there's a lot happening in so our industry right what, now. What what <laughs> happens with the agents in this role? You know, it's it's kind of like I'm I you know I'm in the book industry right. You know, I publish and write books, and agents are really they're kind of going away that that role because you go right directly to publishers. I mean, yes. is that happening in the actors? That is happening. That's the same thing. You're going well. Right I've to heard the and you know, right look, to... I have a great agent. I just want to start off by saying yeah. I have <laughs> and I've had 24 agents and managers in my career. Four yeah. have been good. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a difference. You can you can run a business, but what I've heard from some of the execs that I know is that the bigger agents know that the end is near, and they're telling their younger agents find another career path. Wow! But I I do believe that we're going to see the the agents and the casting directors over here sort of having a little dinosaur tronosaurus battle. You know, end up <laughs> and meantime. We're not affected at all because they can't do it without us until they have robot actors. That's right. So I just feel like I'm sort of like, hey, guys, there's a shortcut. You know, <laughs> come over here. There's a yeah. shortcut. Right. Yeah. Okay. And what, what are some of the obstacles that somebody would face if they're going directly to a casting director? Well, they would face um, the obstacle of being yelled at. But just so you know, uh, 20 years ago, I was – obscenely yelled at by a casting director for dropping off cookies to her office and inviting her to see my show. I mean, she screamed at me and I was with my best friend and uh, she was traumatized. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, come, you know, uh, what happened is that a little tiny assistant that was sitting in that office is now a very powerful producer. And so far I've booked from being screamed at for those cookies. I've booked four movies Straight to offer. Oh, I did. I did Ali Walker's movie with Selma Blair and Adrian Grenier. Didn't even audition for it. Wow, that yeah. is a beautiful story because we say so often here that you know a lot of those tough moments in life turn out to be amazing gifts and and really can transition you to a whole other level. But it's not easy in the moment. But that doesn't yeah, mean it isn't. Yeah, turn you know, out our philosophy really is not well. being done to you; it's being done for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Right, and you know you can't have the the peaks without the valleys. Right. You just you just can't. I mean, you know, there's so many actor stories about them. You know, packing their bags, saying that's it, I quit, yeah. and then the phone rings. I mean, yeah. right. there's something about that. You know, mm-hmm. that point where I just surrender. Right. Yeah, I, I can think of uh, thinking grow rich, Napoleon Hill throwing his manuscript in the trash can and his wife digging it out. And if she didn't mm-hmm. do that, we wouldn't have think and grow rich. <coughs> Same type of thing. Which I looked at this morning on my husband's bedside table. (laughs) (laughs) 
weirdly <laughs> enough. I weirdly love enough. It. <laughs> so how do people start working with you? Are, you know, what are you actually doing with these actors? Right. Is it well, workshops? I have, Is it one-on-one? How's it It's work? one-on-one mostly. Mm-hmm. We have an amazing mastermind group that meets twice oh. a month. So mm-hmm. any package you buy with this, that's part of it. And mm-hmm. um, I lead it on Zoom twice mm-hmm. a month. And it's oh, cool. so it's four hours of class time with me and we cover different topics. But um, we sell, I have four trained coaches. They're all working actors because of me. And they were trained in my system. And now they have successful clients as well. So uh, you can come in and um, work with me. And and that's um, audition and interview only. I don't work with, you know, uh, everyone. And uh, and then my cl- my coaches. And we work, um, when we work privately, we work for a year. We don't like to work less than that because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you need mm-hmm. time to yeah. really Change. get somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So they get on the phone with us and we talk to them and then we find what the right fit is for them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting is starving actor to prosperous, uh, joyful actor. That's what I'm getting. Right? That's what you. happens. Prosperous, yeah. joyful business yeah. person Cause, too. You know, that, and, and I love the fact that you framed it that the old model, the old rule was you had to starve at first to become successful. And you had to starve <laughs> for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. That old model is gone. That's that rule totally is totally gone. gone. Yeah. That's, I mean, you can have a, you know, a million followers and get picked up and have no experience and yeah. have a whole show built around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole model is completely different. It's like the Wild mm. West out there right now. I This is my image. We're on a riverbank, mm. you know, actors and everything, and there's this little rickety bridge that goes over the riverbank called Breakdowns. And right. they had some issues this last uh, couple of weeks. And so that's how people have gotten. To, and the other side of the river is where all the work is. So what <laughs> people are doing is they're just jumping in the water and swimming. Ah. And it's a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, and but the most actors I meet are stuck. They're stuck waiting for someone to get a boat right. or someone to build another bridge, <laughs> right? You know, it's kind of yes. like we did. We, we came in here. We decided we're going to do Facebook Live. We had no idea how to do it. You know, now we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Roku. We're on uh, it, tw- uh, what is it, YouTube. We're, we're all over the place. Yep. We've got a lot of subscribers. Yes. Right? So, you know. Well, we didn't know what we were doing. We just started putting our foot in and doing it. Yeah. In front of the other one. In front, in front of the, front of the, of the other. other. <laughs> and so that's the wild, wild west. And we believe it's the same thing in radio and in all media right now, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is social media helping actors too? YouTube and, and well, streaming and all well, of these other things? Well, it's a scourge for, for a lot of actors, especially actors, ah. you know, that are over, you know, 35. It's, it's, it's like, what, I have to do this? Because a year ago, we were making it optional for our clients. Now, we are running workshop after tutorial after and making it mandatory for our clients because ah. they... A lot, the first thing they ask you when you sign in for an audition is, what is your following? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even so, they want to know you have a platform before mm-hmm. you walk in the door. Yeah, so but, it's a little different, though. The pla- it's, not the pla- it's not necessarily your portfolio that you had with all these credits. It's how large your platform yeah, is. I've worked on a lot of Disney, and, mm-hmm. um, and I know that Disney doesn't even care about headshots now. What they want to know is, do you have content? What's your social wow. media following? And we want personality shots. We don't want headshots. Wow. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. such good information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know even a lot of industries now, one of the first things they do when people are applying for regular kinds of jobs, they go right to your social media. They look and see, you know, what, what you do, what you post about, who you are. It's really quite a lot of insight as to who you are. <laughs> in some cases, it could be a detriment. In other cases, it's 
the that's way why I'm glad exactly I have my own company. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I can say what I want. <laughs> <That's right>. And, <laughs> and you be are. who you want to be. <laughs> and you have been out there for quite a while. That's mm-hmm. great. Okay, so let's talk about uh, if I want to work with you, how do we, or our, our guests want to work with you, how do we get a hold of you? Um, let's, let's go there. Great. And, and I, I think you also said that you had a, a giveaway. So I do. About that well, too. the first thing is I have a free copy of my book, Rule Breakers. So you text the word Rule Breakers, one word, plural, R-U-L-E-B-R-E-A-K-E-R-S, and to you text it to 38470. Okay, let's, uh, let me repeat that one more time. So you're going to text the word Rule Breakers, to 38470, and you're going to get a free download, I take it, of Rule Breakers, Changing the Way Actors Do Business. Is that correct? That mm-hmm. is correct. Okay, there we go. Beautiful. Um, and then if you want to get on our calendar, you can go to our website, ActorsFastTrack.com, or you can uh, email me, Valerie, V-A-L-O-R-I-E, at ActorsFastTrack.com. And we'll get you on um, my calendar or one of our coaches' calendars to have a conversation. That's awesome. And you know, let me let me just say one other thing, Paula. Before I know you want to talk, um, <laughs> there are a lot of people that know actors out there that are struggling, and this is your opportunity right now in this moment to give them the uh, the text right, text the word "rule breakers" to three eight four seven zero, so that they can have a path to success with what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yes, it absolutely. You know, I, I had a girl hire me. Her last uh, credit was Frasier. In the first year of working with us, she booked four co-stars, two commercials, and she made $30,000 as an actor. Oh. And she got her health insurance. Um, and so good. we are really having those kind of results. And it, how bad do you want it? You know, that's really because if you want it, you could get it. It's pretty for certain. It, mm. is, it is certain you can have it. Yeah, you, because you have proven success here. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you, Valerie, because again, as I mentioned, having come from the business the way it used to be, you are revolutionizing the way that things are being done and you're offering a real opportunity to people who have that dream. And so many people do have that dream and that that knowing that that's their calling. But People are discouraging them left and right because they're afraid of the path that that's going to really end up being. So thank you for presenting this whole new opportunity for people and this whole new way of seeing it and approaching it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, our pleasure for sure. We'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Well, 
Welcome back to Transition Radio. And coming up in our this segment here is Steve Sexton from the Sexton Advisory Group. Steve's going to talk to us about breaking rules in the financial area. So, Steve, welcome. Well, thanks, Ken. Hey, Paula. Hey, so good to see you, Steve. And we are so delighted that you are our sponsor and always thrilled to have you doing a segment with us. Well, thank you. So I have a question for you. We've been talking today about breaking rules to succeed. And Ken and I talked about some rules that we break in our own lives and that we've had to um, encourage clients to break. What kind of rules would be a good idea to break if people want to be successful with their money and their investments? You know what? You really want to look at breaking the traditional rules of savings. So if you're in your... 60s, 70s, and 80s, you probably grew up with a company that had a pension. They had a 401k. They matched it. Social Security is going really well. You had no worries, and they had the proverbial three-legged stool. Uh Okay. Well, it's changed a lot because if you look at what's happening with Social Security, if you got your last statement, they only have enough money to pay for another 12 years. And if they don't have enough money, Social Security is going to get reduced automatically by 25%. So that part of the stool is not so great. Okay, we got to have politicians doing something, but I think that'd be counterintuitive intuitive for them because they would probably lose their job if they, you know, proposed a change. Next, pensions. Only 8% of companies have pensions nowadays. 8%? 8%. Whoa. So, and only 15% of companies actually match a 401k. So you're, you're going to in a position where you almost can't really rely on the government, your company, and you're probably going to have to save on your own. So it's really important to understand that now mm-hmm. and start putting away the money that you need, investing and accumulating properly in order to get to where you want to go. Because the reality, I mean, my dad's 81 this year, okay? Mm-hmm. He's got a pension. He's got Social Security. He had a 401k. Rockwell, I mean, they matched dollar for dollar in his 401k. That's awesome. Wow. It just <laughs> doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to see if this is, you know, if you fit this, how many jobs have you had? How many different companies you've had if you're in your 40s or 50s? It's not like my dad where he worked there for 35 years and got a pension. Mm-hmm. You know what? Companies lay people off as a strategy. They go bankrupt oh, as a strategy. Mm-hmm. So those old, hey, we're, we want to keep our workers, we're loyal to our workers, that doesn't happen anymore. So it's important for people to recognize that and realize there's no way they're going to be able to save like their folks. They're mm-hmm. going to have to set their own rules. So if you're laid off, what happens to your 401k? Well, it's still yours. You just want to roll it over into an IRA. Uh, and you can still have it get investments. In fact, if your if your IRA or your 401k is with a previous company, mm-hmm. it's the wrong place. Why? Because there's added expenses and charges that go along with that where you can actually roll it over to a Schwab or a Fidelity and have the same investments. It's just lower cost, which means higher rates of return for you. Oh, that sounds great. And, you know, I just learned something this week because my son and I went to talk to uh, a guy uh, at Edward Jones because mm-hmm. my son has been saving, but he hasn't known what to do to kind of like grow it. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, my son's 29, that there's a mutual fund that we looked at. And I didn't quite honestly really even understand how mutual funds worked, but it was kind of cool. And because he has time on his side because he's young, if he invests only $50 a month, he will have $280,000 just from that $50 a month by the time he's 65. I mean, that's the projection. Well, let's do the math. Mm -hmm. You know what? If you're looking at 
$200 a month, it's a million dollars. Yes. So for every $200 a month, you're going to have a million dollars at what age was that? 65. Okay. Imagine if you're able to save $400 a month. Yeah. Okay. Can you save $400 a month or are you just able to save 50 right now? Mm -hmm. The key is to start saving it. Because you know what? When you're that young, you know, the market's going to go up and down. Exactly. The key here is when the market goes up, you're going to pay a lot more for that stock. But when it goes down, mm-hmm. you're going to pay a lot less. And mm-hmm. if you can pay a lot less, that's great. You just want it to be in a position when you need it to where it's there as opposed to market being down. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's so important for people to understand these kinds of things because I think a lot of people think of, when you think of the market, they think of buying stocks and bonds and they're afraid. Because if their stock goes up, well, that's cool. But if it crashes, oh, I've lost all my money. But there are more protected ways to be in the market, I now understand, like mutual funds and other kinds of things like that. Well, let's, let's be clear. If you can ride it, right? Oh, well, here's the thing. If you're in that 25, 20, 25, 30, what have you, age, all the way up to about 55, mm-hmm. you probably should be in the market because it's about accumulating as much as you possibly can. Right. It's about putting money away and not thinking about it and just let it do what the market does. Mm-hmm. Okay. That way you accumulate, you know what? Uh, I'm going to be talking to a company, a group of company where they receive large bonuses. Okay. And the retention bonuses, but these people are smart enough to realize this might not happen again. So uh-huh. I need to put it away. The key here is how early can you start putting it away? Mm-hmm. Cause the earlier you can, the better off you'll be. Mm-hmm. I love the phrase having an option to retire. Yeah. I have a nephew, he and his wife, um, between the both of them, they fully fund the $18,000 they can put into their 401ks. But when the company matches, it's, it works out to about $50,000 a year that they're able to put in between both of them. Wow. Okay, Into savings. Into 401ks. And I said, look, if you can focus on putting that away every year and whatever raise you get, spend it on the other things you want to do, okay, do that. Now, let's figure this out. At 55 Okay, which is about 30 years for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll have $7 million. Oh my God. Okay, so, and that's just an average 7% return the market typically does over the long term. Mm-hmm. So, now, if you had that much money, would you have an option to work? And I started saying, hey, what if you got 5% off $7 million? And they're like, oh, this would be pretty cool. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Right now, they're doing that, and the extra money, they're taking trips because they want to take all the trips before they start having kids Mm -hmm. and before they buy their house and all that kind of stuff. So the key is understand where you are and what you can do. Now, if you get older, hey, you got a little more pressure on you. If you're in Mm -hmm. your mid-50s and you haven't saved much for retirement, hey, you're going to have to start putting it away. Mm -hmm. The key is start talking to somebody. Don't stick your head in the sand. Talking to somebody like you, Steve? Like me or the people you talk to at Edward Jones. You Mm -hmm. just want to talk to somebody who can set a path for you, educate you on that path and your options to accumulating yeah. the funds that you need and exactly what you got to do and somebody that'll help monitor you. You know, Steve, there's so many advisors out there. How does one pick a good advisor? I mean, you know, it's... Well, first of all, I look at it it's as important. like... It's important. It's just like, you know what? If I'm going to go sit down with a CPA, I believe in like and trust. But I also want somebody who's going to educate me mm-hmm. as opposed to sell me. Yes. Okay. So in in my business, it's really important that we set the plan first. What's the strategy? Okay. And then we apply their current investments to that strategy. Will those investments fit like a glove with that strategy? If they won't, hey, we change them. 
But if we're going to change them, we're going to educate the, uh, the person on what type of investment it is, how it fits for them not only now but down the road, taxes. If they walk out of life, what does it do for their spouse? When you know those things, you can make a prudent, informed decision that impacts the quality of your life. So just like anything else, education's critical. Big time. You mm-hmm. know what? It doesn't matter how old you are. You want to keep learning, especially when it t- comes about your money. The last thing you want to do is be in a position where the market's going down and you don't know what's going on or how it's going to affect you. And all you do is you receive that statement and they just pile up on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people that have brought me 20 statements uh, <laughs> in 2010 uh, <laughs> after 2008. Yeah. Uh, so the key is if you understand what's going on. So, for example, if you work with an advisor that manages money and they have what's called a stop loss, mm-hmm. that means if a stock goes down by 8%, it automatically sells. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in an environment where the market just, you know, the plane hit the building and the market's going down by 30% and it stops at 8 and you knew that and you're on vacation, you'd still oh. have a good vacation, wouldn't you? Right. Okay. Or if you're working, <clears throat> you know, you, you're going to have a good vacation. You're still going to be, you're, you still understand what's going on mm-hmm. and you still don't like the loss, but an 8% loss is a lot better than 30, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Way better. Way oh, yeah. better. And so you work with people of all ages, I would imagine. Is that true, Steve, at Sexton Advisory? Yes, group? we do. We, we work with people who we can communicate well with and that we can actually help. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has a, a mentality of like your, your, was it your niece and your nephew that you were talking about? Um, then those are people that you're delighted to work with probably because you can give them a plan that long term is going to make their life something completely different than it would have been. Well, it's nice when you have somebody who will buy in, understand what's going on and move forward. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want to be able to communicate with somebody. And it's important to communicate with anybody, whether you're getting a lawyer, CPA, or a financial person. Mm -hmm. You want to like them, trust them. Um, And again, my biggest thing is if I ever feel like I'm being sold, I'm I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the biggest recommendation. If if you feel like you're getting sold or like, you know what, in high school, if you feel like somebody's trying to manipulate you or something like that, you just got to walk away. Yeah, that's not the right energy of the person you want to be trusting your money with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Steve, let's talk a little bit about how people can find you and um, where they can go to find this amazing advice that you give consistently. No problem. They can just go to our website at sextonadvisorygroup.com. That's S-E-X-T-O-N, advisorygroup.com. Or they can give the office a call at 1-800-560-2611. That's 1-800-560-2611. Any final thoughts around uh, breaking the rules? Well... In the financial industry, you don't really want to break the rules because you end up in jail. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's important to understand where you are. Many people don't understand where they are because mm-hmm. they spend all the time working and family and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Take 10 minutes a day, read a book, you know, Financial Planning for Idiots, get educated because mm-hmm. you know what? It could prevent your money from falling through the cracks. Absolutely. That makes a huge difference. Thank you so much, Steve. You're welcome. Thank you. And what a great show this was, Paula. Absolutely. (laughs) Amazing. Wonderful show. (laughs) Yeah. So thank all of you for listening today. And you can find us on transitionradioshow.com. You can also listen to to us on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and Lisbon and a host of other podcasting sites. We hope you'll pass us on to your friends and like us on Facebook. Until next week, thank you for joining us.